0: Welcome back to the another episode of Bob Buffalo B- B- Sports Banter. Sorry, I'm not being able to talk in the beginning here. Um, but yeah, we're back. Another episode. Excited. To g- this one's going to be exciting. I mean, w- we're going to tell you right now, we're we're getting into... We're going to talk some Stefan Diggs to start, just because obviously it's the, the hot news this week. But... We are going to do our history second, actually, not history last, like we always do. So we have I I actually am proud of myself. I've been telling Hunter this whole time. I love the ones that I have this week. Um, I might actually be able to have ones that are better than Hunter this week. Might be the only time ever, but we'll see. Um, and then we'll finish it off with a Mount Rushmore of games that me and Hunter have been alive for. Obviously, it's what, like a maybe a year difference at the most in our age so
1: i I think it's i got you by like a month and 10 days or something like that so it's
0: yeah actually yeah so it's even it's not Mm -hmm. even yeah it's we're we're very close in age so we'll have a lot of games and uh, similar i we're gonna love this is where this is where we really want you guys to put games down below obviously some of you guys might have games that we've never seen um so if you hear one that or you think that we're missing major ones that we weren't alive for just remember, this is for when we're alive for. So you can put them down in the comments. Don't come after us, though. <laughs> but and if we, if you, if that is when we're alive for, yeah, we're. I'm definitely gonna miss some that that you know I slipped my mind, Hunter. Same thing with you. Might slip our minds. There's a lot of games uh, in our lifetime, and I can't imagine for some of you guys how many how many some of you guys have also uh, witnessed. But excited to be back, Hunter. How you doing? Ready to ready to do another one. Get get this one rolling and have some Absolutely. fun.
1: I'm looking forward to this one. I know we had kind of generated an idea to do a Rushmore style list. And I think that we really came up with a great idea. And yet yeah, it's interesting because like you said, there, there's two factors here. One, maybe we missed some that we were alive for. I know. I mean, it's guaranteed that we had, because we had to choose from a bigger list to narrow it down. And then two, uh, what are our listeners and viewers? Uh, what do they have to offer from, from their age, age perspective? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excited to get this one going. Let's just hop right into it started off it was an interesting week um i mean i it it started off very very weird and then got confusing and then got even more it just kept it it was a very weird cycle of how the news came out but stefan Diggs, right that was the hot topic this week um a lot of a lot of i saw a lot of things on twitter i know i was posting a lot um about it you can follow, obviously, our Twitter here if you'd like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it starts off where mandatory minicamp starts, right? And there was a report then that comes out, or not even a report. It was a press conference where McDermott says Stefan Diggs was the only one not there. Obviously, there was talk this whole offseason a little bit, not too much, of, you know, is Diggs going to, you know, make causes, cause the scenes, make, make drama again? Is he going to be a, a diva, as people called it? Um, but yeah then McDermott says he's not there The reporter asks him is he concerned he said very concerned which to me is very uncharacteristic uncon- uh, of being or McDermott even just this regime um, and then comes out later that his agent says he was there and will be there the whole entire time and then everybody started getting confused everybody started screaming yelling going after each other and then he's comes out that he was there for the morning and then left right before practice. Josh comes to the podium says he's not really concerned Says they know he he's behind his teammate. He loves Steph, Steph and that he he's his, he's his guy still. I mean, we obviously I'll know about their their little bromance that they've had going. A lot of people thought they were breaking up. I know that I saw that everywhere as Josh and Josh and Steph breaking up. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. And it would be sad if they did, but they are not. Then Von Miller comes up, says it's not a big deal. Uh, but he does say he's on Steph's side. Then that causes more controversy. People are saying sides. What are we talking about sides? It went crazy. I think you saw it too. And then all of a sudden, Diggs is there on uh, Tuesday, which is great. He's seen with Josh, slapping Josh up, everything like that. McDermott comes again, says they're moving past it. And actually, now that I think about it, was it Tuesday, Wednesday? No, was it Tuesday, Wednesday? Of-
1: I think uh, Tuesday was the day of the drama unfolded. Yeah reconciled uh yesterday. sorry
0: mid conversation i realized that that was saying monday tuesday <clears throat> monday actually he was there for the physicals and the medical medical stuff just to get cleared so it very weird timeline i know i didn't exactly describe that the best there was a lot going on a lot of people thought different things what were your just initial thoughts on everything and what do you think about the situation now
1: yeah a lot to digest and take apart. take a look at uh, i know when I saw the buzz come across on Tuesday, I was like, the comment said that would kind of make me a little concerned. I mean, I, my immediate, immediate thought was, okay. uh, Death in the family, uh, family emergency, personal emergency. Um, But then when when it really twisted for me is when I saw that he'd actually been in the facility uh, hours earlier. Like I, I thought that, he and, and I maybe hadn't looked hard enough to, to find out that this wouldn't have been the case, but I thought, Oh, maybe he's in his hometown of Gaithersburg, Maryland for something. Maybe he's not even in the area, but when I saw out that it was hours earlier that he was there, that was, that was like uh, real twist in the plot. So uh, with that being said, I mean, you're the possible emergency that would have had to take place within a what? Two hour window. Um, just because if you're there in the morning and you afternoon start or late morning start for the the mandatory mini camp. Um, So that was really, really interesting. I, then it kind of, you definitely saw a lot of the immediate, well, uh, what he like diva comments. And I, and I definitely maybe was jumped to conclusions a little bit too fast. I would say not as much as others, which you don't like to see the fan base kind of automatically thinking uh, the worst, uh, not uh, in a safety situation with the worst of, a, of of someone's uh personality which isn't warranted all the time um and so yeah very interesting cleared up yesterday uh and then it was it then you kind of look back on mcdermott's comments of very concerning and then so what i'm trying to kind of digest is he would have known that he was there earlier so uh you you do wonder how small of or how short of a window did this take place where he wasn't there but me, at least, I'm not going to worry about it. I, I know I saw a poll. Uh, I don't know who put it out, but it's like, are, are you going to speculate on this or are I going to move on? I right away had to move on. Um, a local Buffalo media, sports media personality had put that out. So that's kind of where I stand on it. Um, interesting, but uh, I'm kind of throwing it in the past, and let's let's play on here.
0: Yeah, I mean, my first initial thought was, oh, here we go. I think I actually tweeted it. I think I tweeted, like, oh, no, here we go. Like as soon as they reported he wasn't there, because you knew as soon as that report came out and as soon as you heard that McDermott quote, you knew everything was hitting the fan. You knew that the whole entire community, the whole entire Bills Mafia was going to go crazy. I mean, I get it. It's your captain. It's your star player. It's the guy that just got paid earlier this year, right? Um, Got paid last year to last season, too. He got that extension. So it definitely was something that, I was confused about that was my main thing. I think for me, most of the things that I was even putting out there were, Oh, this is this it the reason? Is this the reason I tweeted out a link to an article saying how his brother two weeks ago, not uh, Trey, Trayvon, um, his other brother, I'm blanking on the name, but ended up getting um, into, he ended up getting robbed in an elevator. So that report came out. So I thought, Oh, is that it? But that happened two weeks ago. And is that still affecting him? I mean, if he was here, wouldn't he be there if there was still like a problem or an issue or something? So that was one thought. The other thought I had was Chad Hall leaving. I mean, I know that a lot of the wide receivers loved him as, a, as the wide receiver coach. Um, Dorsey came up to my, in my mind too. Is it Dorsey or whatever? It seems to me that it, it's between McDermott and Diggs, maybe just a little feud, a little disagreement. I honestly think it has to do with Diggs not being heard. Um, Obviously, we don't know the whole story, but I feel like that's why. I don't know why he would make a big deal out of it if it wasn't something like that. Um, I mean, it it was evident last year that they were going to listen to Josh about anything. I mean, they hired Ken Dorsey pretty much because he said he wanted Ken Dorsey as the office coordinator, right? So I think Diggs might not have felt a little bit – might not have felt heard enough or something like that. But, again, I don't think it's anything big. I I think it's something that the team's going to move past – my only worry is, and I I even tweeted this out. My my biggest concern this is the second time something weird has happened in about one Bills drive in the past four months, five months. The first one that comes to mind is the Les- Leslie Frazier whole Leslie Frazier thing. I mean, your coach weirdly it, it was weird. That was another weird situation, right? Like all of a sudden, Frazier is just gonna take a year off. I mean. It's not a firing. They they made that clear. I remember. Like I remember. I think we actually might have talked about that. It's it's not a firing. That's that was what was it wasn't a firing at all. And then now, there's reports saying that he's at Packers practices or at another team's practices that I'm blanking on. There was another team I think too. So that's confusing to me. Isn't he still under contract with the Bills? Is he not? Was it a firing? Did they did who? what's going on here? Like, so that for me was the confusing part. And then now you have this come up. That's the only concern in my opinion is what is going on where you have, obviously it was a long season last year, right? Then you have the colossal collapse against the Bengals in the playoff game. That was a putrid game. You have Matt Milano after the game saying the effort just wasn't there. It just, the energy wasn't there. Then you have obviously a long, long offseason—not too, too long, but pretty long offseason of just thinking about that game. What went wrong? What's wrong with this team? You have a good offseason. I think you had a good draft. I think you had, make get, get good pickups and free agency, and you have a lot of picks next year too. And then all of a sudden, this happens. So it's it's that's my concern. Is what is there anything that's going on in there? I don't think McDermott's losing the locker room. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that. I just. It's just weird. Uh, that's the thing. It's not even like, oh, somebody's doing something wrong every time. It's just why does this stuff, it's so vague on why what's happening and it's confusing. I, I think a lot of fans are confused, still confused about this. I mean, we saw people saying, why isn't Diggs talking about it? Why isn't Diggs talking about it? Well, first of all, Diggs doesn't owe anybody an explanation. I, I think that I think we both would agree on that one. I mean, would we like one? Oh, yeah, I'd love one. I'd love for him to go up there. And he probably will go up there at some point and get asked about it. I mean, it's what, Thursday? It happened on Tuesday? It's been two days. Um, But, yeah, it it was just – it's something that I don't know if we'll ever get the full answer to. Um, And we still haven't really had a full answer of what's – why Leslie Frazier stepped away or anything like that. So those are my, my major concerns is, is there something going on there? that the Bills are struggling with internally. And that was my takeaway. I don't know if you had the same takeaway from the press conferences is there was a lot of talk about communication. There was a lot of talk about just being on the same page and a lot of talk about emotion. And that's something that's not, it's a little concerning, not I wouldn't say it's like, Oh, I'm going to freak out over it, but it's definitely a little concerning because this team's been together for like a lot of these guys have been together for a while. Right. Poirier's been here for a while. High's been here for a while. Diggs, Allen, um, even Mitch Morse, like Deion Docky. You go down the line, they've been here since for five, six years, some even longer. Um, actually, I don't even know if there's any longer, maybe one or two longer. Milano's but, up here, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Milano, like there's so many guys that have been here. This coaching staff is mostly the same, right? So it's that's my main point, is just I'm I'm very confused on the whole situation of What's going on inside One Bill's Drive? I don't think it's something to be super concerned about. But if another thing comes up, especially if it's before camp or during camp, I'll be a little more concerned, and I'll 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 say, okay, what's what's going on in One Bill? What's going on in this organization right now? Because they've seemed like the greatest organization for what five years, six years, and what I mean, I think tell you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but it seems to me that. McDermott and Bean, their whole thing, their whole regime has been about keeping inside, keeping info inside the building, not causing drama and being a tight knit unit. And again, this is the second time there's been a little drama in four months. Um, So I'm more, and I, I don't want to sound like, oh, it's Diggs is 100% right. I don't know if Diggs is 100% right. But from what I'm seeing, it seems more like it's McDermott. Or the coaching, or what? There's just the staff, not the players. And I'm going to give Stefan Diggs the benefit of the doubt. The man's put up what almost 4,000 yards and 300 catches for the Bills in what three years in the past three years almost. He's been unbelievable. He's a captain for a reason. The players respect him. We've seen a couple times with McDermott, maybe he's questioned a little bit. Um, And this was the first time I think he was maybe a little flustered in that press conference. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I think they will move past it and I think everything will be fine. But again, I'm going to be, if another thing happens, I'm going to ask that. I'm going to ask the same question I'm asking right now. Is something going on inside that building that we don't know about? Um, But for right now, I'm going to move past it. I think you are too. Any last thoughts on the situation? Anything that while I was talking brought up, came to your mind before we, before we move on, we'll definitely talk about this probably next week, at least a little, because I guarantee, I uh, maybe not next week, but whenever Diggs talks again, that's really it. Whenever Diggs says something about the situation or anytime somebody else says something about the situation, we'll definitely talk about it. But any last any last uh, thoughts on the Stefan Diggs-McDermott-Bills
1: drama? Yeah, you wonder why if it wasn't a personal matter to attend to. I know the topic of the targets, uh, the, the – um, the failure of, of amount of, of to increase targets maybe in the playoff games uh, is a factor. I know he was pretty upset after the Bengals game about not getting the ball thrown his way a lot. Uh, I, you would figure you go back, that's five months ago. I mean, I, I don't know. I, of course I'm not a player, but I feel like I would be willing and ready to move on from that. It's a new season. I wouldn't really want to hold a grudge there. I would hope that's not the reason why. Um, I know the comments from Josh, of course, where uh, we have some, uh, something to the nature of uh to the tuna we have some things uh kind of in house or whatever that we'd like to to kind of improve on or whatever but he that's my guy uh so yeah just speculating on the reasons why um but I hope that doesn't really overshadow what the possibilities are with this really uh great roster on paper are and coming into training camp and beyond so uh that'll wrap that up for me
0: yeah i mean it it, it is the, i think it's the best team of the past Six years, right? Since Beans taken over, in my opinion, we thought that last year, and I think this roster is better, and hopefully, it doesn't ruin anything. Don't think it will. I think you're kind of you on the same boat with me that is, you don't think it'll be anything unless something else comes up. I mean, if one other thing comes up, then yeah, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions. um But that's enough, Stefan Diggs talk for right now. We talked plenty on Twitter the, the past two days about it. I mean, we've seen plenty of things about it. I, I think everybody's just a little tired at this point, and if i think a lot of people had a beer that night just to you know take take the edge off and say all right, it's been a long day um but yeah let's move on to our history facts doing them early today um we're going to run through them quick actually i think i think i'm going to have you go first this time and i think i'll go second cuz i'm excited for mine um so yeah you can go ahead and hlc's a day in history
1: righty. well uh speaking uh i know you're we talking previously about some uh, possible sponsorships. I got to say, I would have to argue that this date in Buffalo sports history from Twitter would be a great candidate for that, because I'm going to reference and source them once again for mine, uh, some more vintage baseballs baseball, of course, being the main, probably the main sport on the spotlight. Now that we, we finished up the NBA and NHL, uh, in the States here. So, uh, we'll get right to it, but so on this day in 1921, so that takes us back 102 years. um, after losing the first of a, a double getter, a, a double header, a twin bill to, here's a name, a pretty notable name. And you maybe have to be a little bit of a baseball historian to know, but I think many will a young lefty Grove, uh, old time pitcher, uh, the international league, minor league, Buffalo Bisons, and up snapping um, lefty Grove lefty groves the baltimore orioles record-setting 27 game win streak uh with a 19 to 8 win in the second game uh so that is pretty impressive to be the team to finally knock down a such uh stalwart record i know that brings a brings a bell uh to some of those the uh, i believe the jordan era and maybe um i know the, the lebron heat era had a pretty long win streak too that the bulls actually took out so uh reminds me of that so uh Definitely interesting. Uh, I would say it doesn't compete with some of the past uh, ones that we've had and possibly what's to come in a couple of seconds here. But uh, to me, at least, I, I really puts a smile on my face to see historical Hall of Fame MLB names associated with Buffalo as we don't have our own team. Uh, so that's, that's always pretty neat to me to see.
0: Yeah, there's actually, it's shocking to me since we've, it's been, what, this is the sixth episode for us? it's shocking to me how many baseball things we've had. And I actually have another one today that involves Buffalo and baseball, Um, but I'm not going to start with that one. I'm just going to do the, I have three of them, three small ones. So I was kind of looking around and just at what happened on today. First, not just for Buffalo. This is a non Buffalo one that I just want to bring in. I'm not, we don't need to talk about it or anything, but on this day in 2019 blockbuster NBA trade, I don't know if you can guess it. Uh, um,
1: Oh, no, a little early for that, but um, i give you a quick second. 2019. Well, I was I that immediately brought to mind uh, Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. I know that was July. So this one had to have been uh, no, uh, not no, um, not Kawhi and DeRozan Rosen either. Uh, trying to trying to think here. Um, Blockbuster.
0: Just It's involved in one of the biggest teams in the NBA, if not the biggest team in the NBA.
1: Probably includes the Lakers on that list. Uh, so in 2019, that would have had to have been. Uh, well, it's not. LeBron wasn't a sign and trade, was he from from the Cavs? No, he, he signed uh, himself. Oh, of course. I was actually so I was in a. Um, I was actually in Poughkeepsie, New York, for this. My buddies were out getting pizza for a Special Olympics tournament, and I was happy I stayed to focus on the news of Anthony Davis going yep. to the Lakers uh, for a package from the Pelicans.
0: Yeah, and it was a massive one. Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, who I, I hope he can play again, but that's something we'll probably talk about next week. Um, Josh Hart, three first-round picks, including the fourth overall pick in 2019. Massive package. I mean, it worked out. They got a title, right? It worked out. Um, not Didn't work out too well for the Pelicans, actually. I, that's that's the one thing. It, it, it hasn't turned into too much. I mean, they don't even have Lonzo or Josh Hart anymore. Um, and who did they pick with that fourth overall pick? I don't even remember or was that did they trade up for Zion? I don't know, I can't remember. um but yeah, either way, it hasn't turned out too well for the Pelicans and I remember you two years ago you could have said that or no three years ago you probably could have said that it was a lopsided trade in favor of the Pelicans. but now I'd say the Lakers won. That's just a small one I wanted to do Blockbuster. the other ones two baseball ones first. 1928. on this day, the Philadelphia Athletics. Ty Cobb steals home for the 54th time, which is an MLB record. I believe it's still a record to this day. So that's just, just another small one. Ty Cobb stealing home. Now this one, this one I'm actually, there's, I, I, I happen to be looking and I was just looking at, you know, what, what's going on and stuff in, in history. 51-3, to 3, right? That's, that's, that was a score of a game. I saw that somewhere and I was like 51 to three ended up being the Corsicana Indians beat in the, in the Texas leagues. They scored 50 runs in a 48 win victory against the Texarkana casket makers. Uh, Jay Clark went eight for eight with eight home runs, which is still a single game record. Um, And apparently, yeah, it just was went crazy. But then that led me to even crazier fact. 1869. We're going all the way back to 1869. This one is wild on June 8th. So a week ago in 1869 in Buffalo, New York, Niagara beats Columbia 209 to 10. Every player scored at least 20 runs, but here's the other crazy part. They didn't score in the fourth inning. So there was actually an inning. They didn't even score. It's never happened to this day. They played all nine innings. This is the nine innings. This is how the nine innings went for Niagara scoring in all these runs. 40 in the first, 20 in the second, nine in the third, none in the fourth, 18, 19, 26, 58, and 19. I said at this point, if they might cancel that game today in the first inning, if it was 40, it was 40 to 2 at the end of the first. That game might be ended right there, let alone at 60 to 5 at the end of the second. I, I saw this and I didn't think it was true. I had to look it up, but it, it was true. Um let's see. So it, it says some poor name some poor sap named Mac. It doesn't have the last name. Threw approximately Nine hundred and fifty pitches, but he had to start delivering the ball underhand because he his arm got tired. I again, this might not even be true, but I've seen this is like the I had to look it up, and there was like six or seven things about it. It happened in Buffalo, New York. I thought this was wild. Apparently, the batters traveled more than fourteen miles. It, it's it's unbelievable. I saw this. I was like, "There's no way that this is true." It was 69 to six at the end of the third. Like if you're in that situation, how, what do you do? Like I would quit. I would quit after the first. I'd say. Oh, I, sure. have to
1: agree. I would. My question is time of game. I don't know. Let's see. I'll see if it but, says anything. This, there's this huge article about it. There was a couple huge articles about it. In my mind, that's like, especially if that started maybe in the afternoon. Yeah. In the afternoon, I'm thinking that was, was that like postponed and, And restarted because of the darkness. I mean, that would have had to have been a game beginning at the crack of dawn, in my opinion. Uh, Unless they're playing by arcade rules, in which uh, runs counted for more than what they actually do. One, like you can only score by one, or at least a two-run, three-run, home of grand slam. And I do
0: want to point out, it's not Niagara University or Columbia University. So there's some comments here. And somebody said, great story, but there's an inaccuracy. He implies that it's Niagara University versus Columbia University. But it's actually between Ni- the Niagara's and the Columbia's. No affiliation with any colleges. The Niagara's were founded in 19 or 1857, were Buffalo's first uniformed baseball club. And then the Columbia's were another amateur. So it, it seems, sounds like it was amateur baseball, but... I don't care what league it is 209 to 10 you lost by 199 sorry if I cut you off there but I I'm just reading some of these comments and it was that's ridiculous (laughs) so you got anything else on this this one I don't know does this top any of yours I don't know I still think your your first one was better about um Oh, who was the player? Oh it's, my gosh. I think Aaron
1: definitely uh I think it's close. I, I don't know if that might be a, a, a draw down the middle just because uh that's that's unbelievable. That's unfathomable. I I, I yeah, I, I, I'm just still curious about the time of the game. I think that has to maybe exceed We'll have to
0: look that up at the end.
1: Eight, eight hours, five
0: hours. Oh, it had to have been. It had to have been. I don't even know if it's I don't think it says at all who yeah, it doesn't say at all. It ha- there's like box scores from the newspaper that they have here. <laughs> this is leg- like uh, Jay Warren was the ump. I wish we could- I wish some of these guys were still alive so we could ask him about this. Somebody's um, great
1: great grandchild They're gonna have to.
0: That's true. We'll hunk him down and yeah, get him on right. here. But yeah, that's that's my fact. I I had to bring it up because I saw it and I was like, that is might quite possibly the most absurd thing I've ever had seen in my life. So. Yeah, there's my history. Two history things for three history things for me, kind of four ish. Um, but yeah, that 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 one that because it said minor league's most lopsided baseball game was the 51 to three game. And then I saw that and I was like, was this a minor league game? I don't, I don't even know, but craziness, crazy. We all I feel like a lot of our facts are baseball ones, our history ones, which was kind of interesting because Buffalo doesn't have a major league baseball team and a lot of things happen in Buffalo, New York with baseball. Um, but, yeah, let's move on then to, unless you got anything else.
1: No, nah, I think it's time for the main event.
0: <laughs> Not, yeah, now it's time for the main event. I'm going to pull it up here. We will, um, you're going to start it, and then we'll go, it's going to be four, and then we'll have, talk about some few after that. Probably like one minute of minute, us talking about each game, whatever, because we were kind of also running a little bit on time. Um, I know that we're doing a lot more than taking a little bit longer than we thought, but here we go. I'm just gonna type them in. Sorry guys that this isn't like the the greatest, you know, thing ever. This is this is how we're doing it. Um but yeah hunter you're gonna go first. This is again games we have seen or have been alive for, but most likely we've seen these games. Um so what is your first pick that is your might not be your top game but it's the one that maybe stands out to you
1: the most so yeah a quick preface um this is not going to be in rank order um it's it's just my four mount rushmore than we have a uh for it, it may apply to both of us a, a separate choice of that we were actually attending and then a separate choice of an honorable mention yeah. um and so i will for me at least i'll try to go in chronological order as well uh so my first choice for my mount rushmore of bills games i've been alive for i watched this one uh this was really in the middle uh of the era in which there was not a lot to be proud of however uh two weeks in a row Not to get too off track, but the week before this game was also a candidate. If you remember, I'll try to bring that up later. But I had to go with this one. 2011, a guy by the name of Ryan Fitzpatrick or Ryan Fitzmagic leads the charge a week three home game against the hated rival, New England Patriots. I believe it was a 21 to nothing comeback to defeat New England 34-31. I remember this like it was yesterday. Ryan Lindell, game-winning field goal uh, to keep the season. Uh, in, a, in a. It's a great start. It actually brought the Bills 2-3-0, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or 4-0, actually, uh, if I, I believe. 3-0 or 4-0, one of the two. Uh, that game included a Drayton Florence uh, pick six. I believe it included um, Scott Chandler may have scored. Uh, I think uh, – yeah, I think Freddie Jay,
0: Freddie Jay had like a long yep. – I think yep. it was a screen pass.
1: I, I believe you're exactly right. And I specifically also remember now a coach, Gerard Mayo, jumped or had a false starter jumped off sides to keep one of the Bills' drives alive, uh, which was key. Uh, I know Gronkowski scored, and probably that may have been one of his first games in Buffalo. If I'm not was, mistaken. That,
0: was that the game where it was like the most interceptions Brady has ever thrown in a game or something? There were a lot,
1: I believe. Drayton Florence had one. Uh, here's a real throwback. I think Reggie Torbor may have had one. Oh, I got
0: it right here. I got the box score. Okay. Let's see. So, yeah, it was 34-31. 30, Brady had four interceptions but four touchdowns. Steven Ridley was the starting running back with Danny Woodhead. Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. That's a, that's a throwback name right there. Um, Wes Welker. Had 217 yards and two touchdowns in that game. Julian Edelman only had one catch for five yards. Um, But for the Bills, yeah, Fitz threw for 370 yards. Donald Jones led the way with 101 receiving yards. Stevie J had a a touchdown catch. Scott Chandler had a touchdown catch. David Nelson, I always thought he would be better than than he ended up having a career. But um, Brad Smith, good old Brad Smith. These are some throwback names that... Honestly, I forgot Brad Smith was even a bill. But yeah, that's what those are the stats there defensively. Interceptions. Let's see. Oh, it's not pulling it up. Oh, interception. Drayton Florence, The Otis McCalvin, George Wilson, and Brian
1: Scott. It was Brian Scott instead of 12. That's right. I mm-hmm. know uh, one of those was definitely a tip, I remember. Tipped ball caught um by one of those defensive backs. But yeah, that's got to be my first choice. Um really fond memories. I know here's what I was talking about earlier the previous week, the Bills that actually I think either gone neck and neck with, and then they were down late or came back against the Raiders led by a really throwback named Jason Campbell. Um, I know that, uh, and wide receiver. If you you follow me, if you can, I want to say his name was Johnny Lee Higgins was playing. We have a great game for the Raiders. However, that was 38, 35. I know that for a fact in which the bills uh, won. but yeah, what a, what a two week span there. Um, would have loved to have been in either games. I, I would have been 10 at the time. So, uh, Not didn't go as frequently, um, but great memories watching, uh, watching on television. And, and yeah, so again, thank you, Fitz. And that's, that's where I'll leave it for choice. If I'm
0: not mistaken, that was also, we started off like four or five and oh, maybe it might have been only three and oh. And then they gave Fitz a massive contract and it didn't really turn out too well from then on. I think it was like a six year deal they gave him. Uh, I remember thinking he was the answer, but yeah, that. I believe it was that game. I don't know. Do you remember it all?
1: It, that well, that those performances it's, definitely would have triggered such a deal to be made. I think it was not too long after that game. Uh, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, my first one, is against the same team, it's New England Patriots. And I don't want any Patriots fans coming in here saying, "Oh, we live rent free." It's just we happen to have the greatest games, including this one, which was actually a perfect game. The playoff game, I happen to be at that one 47 to 17. So I'm gonna put it here, Bill, or 47 to 17. Perfect, you could leave
1: it at that, and I think we would all know what it means after 47 17. But it's yeah. nice to put a description as well, yeah.
0: So it's perfect game, absolutely perfect. I mean, that game, I don't know if I'll ever go to a game that is more exciting than that one. I mean. Because it was play, that was the that was best part. Was that it was a playoff game? It wasn't just a regular season game. It was just an absolute domination. This is the, it went seven nothing, fourteen nothing, twenty to nothing, but a blocked extra point. Then Singletary went up twenty seven nothing, twenty seven to three at halftime, thirty three to 33 to ten, and it just went on and on and on. Tommy Doyle had a touchdown in that game. The I don't. I don't think that might, this probably is only one, right? I don't think I've ever remember another game of his. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't pull the box score up for some reason. There we go. Um, I think that was only, but Mac Jones, only 200 yards, two picks. Damien Harris was on that Pats team. Didn't do anything. Kendrick Bourne has the only one that had a good game. And he had 77 yards and two touchdowns, but Allen 25 or 21 for 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, A 157.6 pass rating. Singletary at 81 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Josh also, by the way, had 66 rushing yards in that game. So he accounted for almost 380 yards and five touchdowns with not a single turnover. I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the interceptions, Micah Hyde and Levi Wallace had an interception, it's just a great game. I mean, Tyler Bass ended up actually missing two extra points. One was blocked. The other one, I think, was missed. So that was literally the only part of the game that was bad. Not a single punt. It was amazing. I think we can all agree on that one, that that was just an amazing game. So that's going to be my number one. The perfect game.
1: Uh, and so I can confirm from mine that actually was week three. So they went to 3-0 after that win. And for your game, I'll never forget, uh, freezing cold. Um, I was actually sitting in front of a handful of Providence College women's soccer players who had made the road trip from Rhode Island. And I'm sure that that was not a fun ride back. Actually, now that I
0: remember real quick, <laughs> I was sitting next to, I had brought my Patriots fan roommate from college. He was my roommate for three years. So that that's already, it was a weird, like a funny dynamic, but I brought him to that game. I think he was at that game and it was, just, it was just fun. It was fun to watch, man. But, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's two great ways to start it off against uh, what I would have to say currently the biggest rival. Um, maybe that changes. Maybe, you know, pin pass you would say Miami, but it, where it stands now. But for choice number two, here's a game versus a team that, I'll say this, will make another appearance, and it's one that you might never think if you don't think about the detailed games. NFC team. Uh, and it's and I'll say this also, it's not what you're going to think it is. the Minnesota Vikings, not this past season, though. Let's go all the way back to 2014, led by Uncle Rico himself, Kyle Orton. 17-16, last-minute touchdown strike goes to Sammy Watkins right after a fourth-down conversion, I believe. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, the fourth-down conversion, if you remember, this is really niche. It was the Scott Chandler it was a fourth and 18. Uh, the hopes were looking really dire, uh, but Scotty C comes up in the clutch, reels in a pass from Kyle Orton to keep the drive alive. I know then Chris Hogan made a really nice catch on the sidelines to get the bills to, I believe the one and two yard line. And then with like, I think two seconds left, Watkins hauls it in, ties it up. So we, uh, we still need, uh, I believe at the time, uh, is that possibly Dan Carpenter? in 2014 believe it was um we need his extra point to go through it does uh we then kick the ball off and all as well uh 2014 so that's got to be just for me personally i know um it means a lot i was watching that at a buddy's house and what we actually did was afterwards we would run outside because he lives right by um the the state not right by the stadium sorry right on 20a actually and so we went, made signs, beat for the Bills, j- just a raucous attitude. A couple of Vikings fans gave us uh, one of these, um, but just a great time there. Uh, and so that holds a lot of memories for me. Um, and the one season we had Kyle Orton for, so just a buzzer-beater play there, and that's got to be for me at least choice number two. I'm
0: solid. That's I, I I do remember that game and Uncle Rico. A fun guy to watch. I mean, i am not mm-hmm. gonna admit it. I liked I liked him on the team. Obviously, he was old. I didn't think he was a franchise guy. Um, but yeah, he was a fun guy to watch. For my second one, I'm gonna go back to January 3rd, 2021. I believe it was week 17. It was the Bills versus Dolphins. Yeah, and it was actually Dolphins were if the Dolphins won this game, it was to make the playoffs. And it was a blowout 56 26 funny part is the bills were down three nothing at the end of the first quarter then within 10 minutes seven yard pass to isaiah mckenzie for a touchdown seven 14 yard pass to isaiah mckenzie for a touchdown 84 yard punt return by isaiah mckenzie for a touchdown it and then it just turned into a bloodbath from there. John Brown had a touchdown. Josh Norman had an interception turn for a touchdown. Antonio Williams then had two more rushing touchdowns. And Gabe Davis from can you guess the quarterback? Still on the team. Matty B e. yep, Matty B. Matt Barkley to make it 56 19. And then they ended up getting just a you know garbage time touchdown to make his stats look better. His only touchdown pass of the whole entire game. Uh, Three interceptions there for Tua. Unbelievable game. Um, Josh did have two interceptions as well. Or no, Barkley had one. Sorry. Barkley had one. Josh had one. Josh went for 224, three touchdowns, one pick. Antonio Williams, like I said, two touchdowns there. But just an unbelievable game. Gabe Davis had a two receptions for 107 yards and a, t- and a touchdown. Weird stat line there. Um, and then the interceptions, Dean Marlowe and Josh Norman, but absolute blowout. So I do have dolphins 56, 26 where that's way too small of font, <laughs> um, 56, 26 and the bills were going to the playoffs dolphins were not. So that's going to be my second
1: one. Yeah. So I remember watching that too. You couldn't be there as that was the COVID season. Um, but some really fond memories of that went to a 30 point blowout, um, I would have to ar- also argue probably the Bills' highest-scoring game, and I, I don't remember a time mean, they've surpassed that.
0: Yeah, it's got to be. I don't think we, they've ever passed that, at least in the Josh Allen era. I don't right. think they've
1: passed that. Right on. Uh, and so for my third choice, uh, let's go back to literally, I, if I'm not mistaken myself, uh, a week later, 2020 season in 2021, the year, Bills-Colts wild-card game. First playoff game in Buffalo. You have to go back to uh probably the 90s, I'm going to have to say, because I know that the Titans, Music City Miracle, uh, we want to forget it. That's in Nashville. That was 2000, I believe. So you got to go back uh to the past century to, to help find a, a home Bills playoff game. Really unfortunate that not everyone could be there. I know that was when they kind of moved to the stage of like season ticket holders could go like in a raffle uh, I tried all my hardest to try to find some type of way, but it, it was tough. I couldn't be there. But I was really hyped to be there for Colts Bills. Uh, I'm sorry, not be there, but to watch Colts Bills. Colts
0: Bills. Sorry, I don't know why I'm uh, right yes, there.
1: Right <laughs> the wild card game. Uh, it was a 27 24 victory, a really tight knit game. I know Jack Doyle had some scores or a score for Indianapolis, um, but the Bills held tough. Uh, they actually had to defend in what um, would have been a Philip Rivers, Hail Mary uh, at the end of the game. Uh, and they bat it down and the Bills go on to advance to play who you would put the Ravens. We know what happens in that game. But first, also first Bills playoff win that I was able to witness uh, for my lifetime. So that was really, really special. I, I actually do remember a couple of tears streaming down because that was kind of a sign of the times. Um, no more wildcard heartbreak. We were in there. We're a contender. Those are a contender. And yes, we move on to play. Actually, the of course you have the Baltimore Colts connection. So Baltimore Ravens uh, was that next game. But yeah, super special to me. I remember the last thing I'll say is I remember a picture of a uh, fan was actually crying himself, as I think it, 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 the caption that came out later was that he went to visit his grandpa's grave, and it was like uh, big grandpa was a big fan, and like the grandson finally gets to see his team in the playoffs. Um, so I'll never forget that. But yes, twenty. 2020 season, early 2021, a week after the Dolphins blowout, Bills, Colts, Bills by three.
0: Yeah, I mean, pl- the playoff wins are just amazing, no matter how they come. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Like, it, if you win a playoff game, they're a fun game, and the close games are honestly some. Like, I get we had the pl- pl- perfect playoff game here. You mentioned the Ravens one, which might be on this list soon. Um, like, that wasn't really a high scoring one, but like they, they, you know, 17, 13 game, like it's still a good game, right? Like no matter what, if it's the perfect game or the that, that Colts game or whatever victory it was in the playoffs, playoff games are just amazing. Um, so yeah, great pick. Again, I'm going to stay with the team that you had there, the Indianapolis Colts. And I think you probably know where I'm going with this one. It's the Colts snow game. And I was at that one. For, I'll tell a good story here, actually. I happen to be working that game. I happen to be I, I the Boulevard. I'm not even sure if they still have it actually. The Boulevard where they have like a bunch of games. That sometimes they hand out food. Um, I happen to be working there the first year that I think it was the first year they put it in, and I was out by the giant beer pong, beer pong, whatever um, game, and I remember we had to wear. I, I, I think that they would they wanted us to wear like black pants just black like dress pants they gave us these jackets were which were again I'm gonna say this again this was this long ago I haven't I don't know they probably got new jackets now but they were not the best jackets um we didn't wear ours we wore theirs and lucky for me and the two other people that were with me um they happened to be we happened to be right next to the Bill's car and if you don't know there's somebody that sits in that all game sits in that car. And there was this nice little old man. I'm forgetting his name, but he was sitting in the car with the car on car running. And we were freezing. Like we had gloves and hats and stuff, but we were freezing. It was, I mean, it just started. I remember if, it wasn't bad in the morning. I remember in the morning, well, it didn't snow at all. There was really no snow on the ground. And then around 10, 1030, I think it started. It just started coming down and it, it did not stop. We ended up taking turns going into that car and it got to a point where we all just sat in the car until we saw somebody even try to come over to play the game because nobody wanted to play the game. Um, and then I ended up going into the game. I didn't work the, the game. I worked before the game. And I ended up getting into the game. And I had my mom bring in different sp- snow pants, pants, jacket, everything. So I had to go change into the bathroom. Not fun changing into the Bill's men's bathroom. Um <laughs> Any women watching this you're lucky you'll never have to see those bathrooms. Uh, I hope that the women's are better. But yeah, I had to go change there, but I remember I couldn't see the I I have 300 first level tickets. Couldn't see the game. I ended up going down to the 100s by all my buddies watched the game from there. Still could barely see it and then Shady ended the game in overtime. Joe Webb, I believe was mm-hmm. the reason we sent it to overtime, but unbelievable game. I, it's that's one of those games where it wasn't it wasn't the most fun, but it's one of those games where forever and ever, I will never forget that game. I I I think anybody at that game will maybe say the same thing. You'll never forget that game. Just it was unbelievable. Jacoby Brissett went eleven for twenty two for sixty nine yards. Nate Peterman had a touchdown there. Joe Webb actually didn't have a touchdown. He actually had an interception, but then he had that long completion. I don't remember who it was two, but Shady McCoy had a
1: yeah, Thompson.
0: Deontay Thompson. Yeah. He had one reception for 34 yards. Calvin Benjamin had a touchdown in that game. Nick O'Leary, no gloves. Nick was on that team. Just, it was just a fun game. I mean, McCoy had a 156 yards. It was crazy. I remember guys falling in the snow and their whole entire face mask covered in snow. But yeah, I don't think we'll ever, I don't know if we'll ever see a game played in that weather again. Cause nowadays I feel like that game, if it had happened before, they would have just canceled it. Maybe, maybe not the day of, but Either way, one of my favorite games. That was t- uh, twenty seventeen mm-hmm. that that game happened. So cold snow game. I'm going with. Yes,
1: yeah, so I was also at that game. My dad and I uh, bought tickets the morning of for like nine dollars because of the possible forecast, um, and we made we made hot chocolate ices uh, essentially with all the snow. It just it was a chocolate slushy there, and uh, that was an important win. Don't forget, uh, as I'm sure you didn't, to break the drought. Um, we needed it. It's coming in six and six, uh, and in and, and the collar rushes, the Bills get the win. Um, yes, what a time there! Uh, so to round it out for my list, at least on the Rushmore style of things, side of things, we'll have two more after that for me at least. Um, this one will be a loss. It is a loss, and I think I'm pretty sure most everyone can pin this down. I wonder if you might be following with a very similar, perhaps, of the same game. But let's go to the game that comes after. The perfect playoff game, I believe, Uh, and we will go down to Kansas City, Missouri, uh, AFC divisional. Already typing it, (laughs) and that is what this game has been come to known as. Uh, Thirteen seconds. It still is probably the best, just best game of football I've ever witnessed um, on television. Uh, I'm still, I I still can't, still sometimes have a hard time processing what went on there what, what happened? Like, there's just so much to talk about. Gabe Davis and NFL record that doesn't come in a winning effort. That's insane. Um, you have the back you have. So I think the third Davis touchdown from that point on that, that's just bedlam. You have Hills insane run to score. You have Davis's fourth touchdown. I was at strikers bowling alley going nuts in the lanes. No one was bowling at the time. No one cared about, they paid for bowling. They were just watching. Uh, It was a hug fest. I was hugging strangers actually, (laughs) now that I think about it. Um, And then we of course know what happens with this decision. Maybe you, some consider this a big factor. Some don't not to squib it, but have a regular kickoff. uh, And then we know 13 seconds left on the clock, the pass uh, to Kelsey to get them within field goal range, Bucker nails it. And, the rest is history.
0: Yep. Uh, I, I'm going to just read the last two minutes of that game in the uh, pl- scoring summary. Minute 54 left. Gabe Davis, 27-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen. Josh Allen also passed his found for a two-point conversion there. Minute two seconds left. Tyreek Hill, 64-yard pa- touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes. 13 seconds left. Gabe Davis, 19-yard pass from t- Josh Allen. Harrison got her as time expired. 49 yard field goal. Man, that it just hurts, doesn't it? I mean, that the conversation I think we'll probably might talk about later in later episodes, but I you probably saw it, WGR put out something about what's what's worse, the drought or 13 seconds. I think the drought as a whole was worse, but forever and ever, I will never feel as much pain as I did that game. And I I feel like a lot of people said this, but I genuinely like I can, I can bring on two people that will vouch for me here. I was watching the game with my roommate, Tyler, who's also a big Bills fan. Shout out, Tyler. And my girlfriend, who is also a Bills fan now that we're dating. Um, but um, we were in our living room in college. They score. I jump up. I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. And then I stopped. And I looked around. I, I dropped to the ground and I stopped, got up, and I said, there's 13 seconds I'm not celebrating till the game's fully over. Now, did I expect it to happen? No. But it happened. And now we're here talking about it, what, two years later? Three years later, two, two and a half years later ish. Yeah, two and a half years later ish. And it doesn't hurt any less. And I don't know if you agree with me, but I I, it doesn't hurt any less. (laughs)
1: It's I it's I mean, the argument of well, it's all down to the coin toss. We don't know if if maybe the Bills turn it over if they win it, but by the what was going on, I, I'm 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 fairly confident that that 42-36 would have been uh, with the blue uh, score ticker there for 42. Yeah. Just the game... how those offenses were firing.
0: Oh yeah, the game. Here's the game leaders. I mean, passing. Josh Allen went 27 for 37 with 329 yards, four touchdowns, not a single turnover. Mahomes, 33 for 44, 78, three touchdowns. So both quarterbacks played great. Rushing, Josh Josh Allen led the Bills, 11 rushes for 68 yards. Mahomes, seven rushes for 69 yards and a touchdown. So they each had four touchdowns, each had about 70 yards rushing, and each had over 300 yards passing. Mahomes, obviously more, but it, unbelievable games by both of them. And then receiving Tyreek Hill, 11 for 151 and a touchdown. And then Gabe Davis. Would this have been arguably the greatest playoff performance of a receiver ever? Eight receptions, 201 yards, and four touchdowns. That might be up there. But, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. We can move on from it now. (laughs) But I did have it on my list. I almost picked it. Almost did. Okay. Um, So, we're, we're close. Here's my last one. I'm going to go all the way back to 2014. The Bills were seven and five they went to they were going to uh, mile high play peyton manning and the denver broncos lost in a heartbreaker that game but they forced two interceptions from peyton manning no touchdowns i believe from peyton manning that game the next week we're in buffalo playing the 10 and 3 green bay packers Aaron Rodgers' streak ends of, I believe it was throwing a touchdown pass in every in consecutive games. Bakari Rambo, the legend, had two interceptions off of him. Marcus Thigpen had a punt return for a touchdown. Dan Carpenter led it the rest of the way because he, he, he actually ended up just kicking field goals the rest of the way. And Eddie Lacy, good throwback name there, gets tackled in the end zone to end the game essentially for a uh, safety. But Kyle Orton. Led in that game, Fred Jackson, great game and the leading receiver. if you I, I bet you 100 bucks you can never guess who the receiving leader is. I'm just gonna tell you because I guarantee you would know it Bryce Brown for the Buffalo Bills had one reception for 40 yards. That was the leading receiver. So it was a weird game, but I remember that was one of the like that was when I just started going to a lot of games. A lot of games before then i had I had to watch on TV. I didn't go to game, uh, every game until recently. remember I went to this game, it was cold one. It was, I believe it was in December. Yeah, December 14th. It was a cold one. It was freezing. That quite possibly might have been one of the loudest games I've ever been to. Up until that point, that was the loudest game I've ever been to. Probably up until three years ago was the loudest game I've ever been to by far. It was an unbelievable game. Again, not high scoring. did Rodgers didn't throw a touchdown. There was actually only two touchdowns in the game, and it was Marcus Thigpen punt return and Addie Lacy one-yard run. That was the only two touchdowns in the game. So that's going to be my last one. It was 2014. That is, again, not the right size font that I want. <laughs> um, 2014, Packers – or Rodgers streaks end. Rodgers streak ends. I don't know. I can't type right now. But, yeah, so there's our list. I was going to oh, say it was really
1: interesting, not to cut you off, but about that game is it still aggravates me to think about what goes on in the following week, uh, yeah. the lowly Oakland Raiders, and they find a way to screw it up and become eliminated. That was the 2014. It was the year that a lot of people thought the streak
0: was ending there. They thought mm-hmm. the drought was done, and this is going to sound crazy. It, tell me if this is crazy because I think it is. I remember in 2014 thinking – I. Kind of didn't want the drought to end or because of Kyle Orton and this
1: team that wasn't to me winning the Super Bowl. To me, I was just kind of like, get this thing over with. I'm sick of heartbreak. I didn't really care who was under center. Um, but I, I just couldn't believe that they, it, I think that at the time the Raiders were like 2 and 12, something and I, of that nature, and think, and, and found a way to screw it up.
0: And then I think uh, the next week, did they not? Or this—I might be snaking ears. Did they play the Steelers in the last week? Or they, I, this might have been a By that
1: thing. time, it was always a divisional to end. Um, and I mean, I believe they—they they won that because they finished nine and seven, but it, they just lost the tiebreakers. Or maybe the wild card team was ten and six at the time.
0: Um, I don't know. We'll but, have to look that up. Yeah, for later episodes, but. Yeah, that I remember. That game was one of the loud. It was just unbelievably loud mm-hmm. because everybody's trying to get in Roger's head. I mean, and it worked. I mean, he had a horrible game. and It was just back to back weeks of legendary quarterbacks not doing a thing against him, not doing a thing against that secondary because that secondary was, if I'm not mistaken, it was pretty nice. I remember that yeah. year thinking that that defense was pretty nice. Um, was it Chan Gailey led Bills, I believe,
1: or, or was it Rex at the time? Not or not yet. I. I Definitely. think it might have been. Chance. I
0: think that might have been Chan's
1: last year, because mm-hmm. so I think that Raiders game kind of ended him. Yeah, put the kibosh on that. I'll I'll go quickly here for my best that I've been at, because I actually was not at any of what I listed for me at least. Um, and then honorable mention. So the best that I've been at, uh, has to go back to the one year I did have season tickets, like not buying individually every game, but before the year it was uh, we wore the throwback jerseys week two versus the Carolina Panthers. This is probably a real deep cut, and it's the quarterback that another guy, oh, is he the future? Is he the future? And I thought so at the time. E.J. Manuel finds Stevie Johnson in the corner of the end zone to save the day. Bells win 24-23, still best game I've been at. Crowd was going nuts. Uh, I was in the, uh, funny enough, at the tender age of, at the time, 12, I was in the non-alcohol section, the family section. So, uh, But we did not need any. Uh, booze coursing through our veins to go nuts for that one. Um, so that was uh, definitely the best game I've been at. Um, would love to see that topped. Um, maybe it will be, but still always remember that. And then my honorable mention another Vikings game, still, uh, while it was close to making the list, not last year. I'm gonna go back to 2018, uh, week three at Minnesota. The Bills come in, I believe, as like 16 or 17 point underdogs. Um, but that is not anywhere near the storyline of the game. The Bills win 27-6. And I think there's one play that just about everybody should know what went on there. The first of what became many. Uh, get out the hurdles because Josh is jumping over Anthony Barr. Um, I'll never forget that. I, I I was in shock that he did that. Uh, and that's just one of those games you won't forget. Um, so, and yeah, the season ended up, I think, 6-10. and 10, But Something, something struck there. And I think something really, some, some sparks flew there. And I think that we knew that, you know, we might be in okay hands and we know what's gone on since then. So that would round up my list.
0: Solid. I mean, those are both great games. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna have like, I'm just gonna mention four games that I have up here, just that I've had on my list. Um, Bill's Ravens playoff game. That was one that we talked about briefly that was a phenomenal game. I mean, the Teron Johnson pick six is one of the greatest moments I've ever seen. And it was great. I remember being in my buddy's garage, jumping up and down with everybody going crazy. Um, That was one 2021. uh, The actual 2021 season 35, nothing as the dolphins in week two. That was another great game. Bill's breaking the drought. I'm surprised that's actually one. Neither of us had on the list was the game that they actually broke the drought. And now that I think about it, maybe I would switch it with one of them, but, whatever that was just i mean i think that's the moment all of us will remember that was watching at the time and then the other one that i had was actually bill's rams opener um that was just i thought it was just a fun game i mean everybody i remember everybody was like yeah we are going to the super bowl um we are after that game obviously didn't turn out too well but yeah those are some other ones obviously there's a bunch of other games we'd love to hear about you guys down below i know that that was a huge segment there um we're at an hour which is double the time we usually go it's a long one today. Hope you guys liked it. If you guys if yeah, if you guys actually liked this long episode, let us know down below. Let us know. DM us say I loved it whatever. Um and yeah, let us know your games down below. We loved I want to know the ones that we're missing because there's definitely a billion games that we're missing that were just unbelievable games. Chiefs game last year was another one great one in the regular season. There's just a lot of them. But here's our list. One last time, let us know. Actually, also, who you think won the best list? I know, obviously, it was wasn't. We weren't really going for who has the best one. We were just picking our favorite games. But I think these are solid lists. I mean, Absolutely. a lot of mine are. I mean, the first two of mine are blowouts, so that might help my case. But um, I mean, they're all great games. I mean, thirteen seconds. Even though we lost it, amazing game. I mean that that Kyle Orton hitting Watkins game. I remember that one. Then the Fitz, I remember that Fitz one too. That one was unbelievable when they won it at the last second. Twenty, I think it was twenty. I think you said that right. Twenty one point comeback.
1: Yeah, it was. I believe it was twenty one nothing at at the start for the Patriots. There, yep.
0: Yeah. So let us know down below. That is going to do it for us, Hunter. Do you have any
1: last words before we hop off? Nothing more than, yeah, let us know what you think. I, I'll be interested in see how many games are picked that weren't on our list that we may have thought to include but just kind of fell in favor of some more. Um, I know I keep talking about it, last year's Vikings game, that would be probably the next choice that just missed for me, um, even though it was a loss. Um, so, yeah, love to hear it. And, and yeah, we'll – uh yeah great episode and yeah you know we were definitely over over time here but i think it was certainly worth it and also uh here's an, an idea too let us know if you would have any more mount rushmore topics yeah um, that you would be interested in hearing
0: yeah yeah 100 i I know we love doing them i i love doing them oh my mic's falling over here um yeah i love doing them you love doing them um next time we'll probably maybe we'll even just make videos if us doing a mount rushmore maybe we don't even do it with you know, maybe we'll just drop a random episode here and there with just doing my rush So let us know down below. Appreciate all you guys remember to like comment, subscribe. Uh, it really helps built in Buffalo. Be sure to check out the other shows too, that built in Buffalo's got going on. I know you got Lance and um, Peter's show. You got um, Matt show over there with, with Matt Scott jokes, but it's, it's great, great shows they got going on. Be sure to tune into them. Love all those guys over there. They're great great creators, great, great football minds. Um, And yeah, so let us know what you guys think. Like, comment, subscribe really helps out the channel, really helps uh, the the channel grow and more people to come in and comment and interact. We love having this built in Buffalo community. You guys are awesome. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. We'll be posting other stuff. We'll be posting clips from this episode. We haven't been posting clips yet, but we will definitely do some for this one because there was a lot to talk about. Um, So yeah, that's going to do it for us. Appreciate you guys listening as always go bills, go Sabers, bandits, bisons, you name it. Go Buffalo Hunter, anything before we hop off. I know you kind of just said the last little (laughs) last thing, but.
1: nah, that'll do it. Uh, Let's enjoy the off season to the best of our abilities. um, and, And we'll see you next time.
0: Yeah. See you guys next time.